0: I'm Eric Marcus.
1: And I'm Nahani Rouse. We're co-producers of Those Who Were There, a podcast from the Fortunoff Video Archive for Holocaust Testimonies at Yale University.
0: We're here to introduce Remembering Vilna, the Jerusalem of Lithuania, a 10-part audio documentary about Jewish life before, during, and right after World War II.
1: This third season of Those Who Were There is produced in partnership with YIVO, the Institute for Jewish Research.
0: For centuries before World War II, Vilna, present-day Vilnius, Lithuania, was an important center of Jewish religious, political, and cultural life.
1: The city was once home to tens of thousands of Jews, more than a quarter of the population. By the end of the war, only a few thousand Jews had survived the Nazi genocide.
0: Remembering Vilna brings this history to life through the vivid recorded testimony of Holocaust survivors and excerpts from a diary that was kept by the librarian of the Vilna ghetto.
1: Our series begins with childhood memories from before World War II, like William Begell's recollections of prepping for his bar mitzvah in a mostly secular family.
0: For the bar mitzvah, a special rabbi was hired, and I learned to say all my bruches, and I recited the uh, Av Torah, and I read from the Torah, and I sang, and I, since I had a good voice, it was, was good, but I didn't understand a word. And the speech was so beautiful that I actually remember people crying. The irony, of course, is that I did not understand a single word I said because I didn't speak Yiddish. In the episodes that follow, you'll hear about the beginning of World War II, the Soviet occupation of Vilna, and the creation of Vilna's Jewish ghetto.
1: Here's Henny Dermashkin-Gurko talking about the day her family was forced from their home and into the ghetto. One of my friends lived in the street on Strashuna, but I used to come a lot to her also and do the homework with her. Her mother was a widow and she had two daughters and they lived in the street. So when they brought us to the ghetto, I thought naturally I'll go to Myra's house because
0: I'll feel comfortable there. I walk up to the apartment and I'm asking where they are, the Myrans are, where are they? They're not
1: there, I'm asking people the night before. They took out
2: the whole street of Jews,
1: put them against the wall, and shut them. For the next two years, Henny's family lived in her murdered friend's home, in what was now an enclosed and closely guarded Jewish ghetto.
0: Later in the series, you'll hear about the formation of a resistance movement, the smuggling of food, weapons, and even books. You'll hear about the destruction of the ghetto and how people hid from the Nazis in attics, in basements, and the city's sewers.
1: Samuel Bach was just a young boy when his family hid in a monastery until the day Nazi soldiers arrived.
0: We left everything, and in a very big hurry, we ran to a room where there was a ladder standing on a very, very... uh high ceiling with beams and between two beams there was a certain passage part of the ceiling was open but it could have been lowered so that you would never tell there was a a ladder standing there and we all walked up the ladder we disappeared under the roof the ladder was taken away and a few minutes later the Germans were already in that room
1: the voices you'll hear were originally recorded on video in the nineteen eighties and nineties. Most of the testimonies are in English. Others speak in Hebrew, so their testimonies are voiced by actors. Here's an excerpt of Mira Verbin's testimony, which is voiced by Rachel
0: Bachin. Imadvi <laughs> ish Melina.
1: My mother and uncle, along with fifty people, were hiding in a melina. When we came back from work, we went to check on our mother. They found the hiding place, took everyone
0: out.
1: I was standing like a statue by the hole, as if my brain was drained. And my sister was screaming, Mother, where are you? As the series unfolds chronologically from the 1930s through the 1940s, you'll come to recognize a half dozen voices. Others you may hear once or twice. All are emblematic of what the Jews of Vilna experienced at the hands of the Nazis and their collaborators.
0: Vilna was also the original headquarters of YIVO, the Institute for Jewish Research. It was founded nearly 100 years ago to gather and preserve artifacts, documents, and books representing Yiddish culture from across Eastern Europe. We'll
1: hear how a small group of people, known as the Paper Brigade, risked their lives to save thousands of documents and books from YIVO's historic archive. The leader of this effort was Hermann Krook.
0: Kruk fled to Vilna from Warsaw after the Nazis invaded Poland in 1939. When the Nazis occupied Vilna two years later, he stayed, Here's an entry from Hermann Crook's diary, translated from Yiddish to English by Barbara and Benjamin Harshov. It's read by John Cariani.
2: No more strength to take the walking stick in hand and set out again on the road. The heavy shoes are off. The rucksack is unpacked. I'm staying. I make a firm decision. I leave myself to the mercy of God. I'm staying. And right away, I make another decision. If I'm staying anyway... And if I'm going to be a victim of fascism, I shall take pen in hand and write a chronicle of a city. Clearly, Vilna may also be captured. The Germans will turn the city fascist. Jews will go into the ghetto. I shall record it all. My chronicle must see, must hear, and must become the mirror and the conscience of the great catastrophe and of the hard times. I have decided to write a chronicle of the events of Vilna.
1: Over the course of the next three years, Hermann Kruk wrote an almost daily account of life in the Vilna Ghetto and later in concentration camps in Estonia. In this series, we have woven together excerpts from Kruk's diary with the recorded testimonies of Holocaust survivors to create a tapestry of memories of Jewish life in Vilna and its near total destruction.
0: Just a few months before Kruk was murdered, he wrote... The time of horrors I leave for future worlds. I write because I must write, a consolation in my time of horror. For future generations, I leave it as a trace. Please join us
1: as we remember Vilna and its Jewish community through the recorded testimonies of those who were there. Remembering Vilna is written and produced by me, Nahani Rouse, and Eric Marcus. It's narrated by Eleanor Risa. Stephen Naren is the executive producer. Our composer is Leova Gerbin. The theme music is an arrangement of Vilna Vilna, the 1935 song by A.L. Wolfson and Alexander Olszanetski. The cellist is Clara Lee Rouse. Our audio mixer is Anne Pope.
0: Hebrew to English translation was provided by Sarit Lizagorski, Nahani Rouse, and Ned Lazarus. Thank you to Christoph Diekmann and Sam Cassow for historical oversight. Additional thanks to Sam Cassow, who prepared notes for each episode that provide historical context, which can be found on the podcast website at thosewhowerethere.org. Thanks also to photo researcher Rennie McDougall, photo editor Michael Green, and genealogist Michael Leclerc as well as social media producers Nick Porter and Christiana Pena.
1: Thanks also to David Corral, Christy bailey Tomacek, Daniel Block, and Daniela Ozaki-Stern for their assistance, and to the Kennedy Center for providing space to work with our composer. I'm especially grateful for my McDowell residency and the time it gave me to work on this series.
0: We're also grateful to our colleagues at EVO, including Jonathan Brent, Eddie Portnoy, Alex Weiser, Stephanie Halpern, Vital Zeika and Julia Rothkoff. Remembering Vilna was recorded at CDM Sound Studios.
1: You've been listening to Remembering Vilna, the Jerusalem of Lithuania, a collaboration between the Fortunoff Video Archive for Holocaust Testimonies at Yale University and YIVO, the Institute for Jewish Research.
0: Up next, Chapter 1, Childhood Memories. I'm Eric Marcus.
1: And I'm Nahani Rouse. Thanks for listening.